on another exciting episode of the Animation Deliberation Podcast. Is that an applause we hear? No, that is the collapse of Toto's finally stepping into action as we talk about Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Episode 20, Right and Wrong, Part 3. Right after these ads, we have no control over. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for Animation Deliberation. A conversation and a celebration. Of a favorite action animated series, yeah. Yeah, welcome back to another episode of Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. We're your hosts, I'm Zuhara Lee. And I am Andrew Rogers. And I cannot make it clear enough that we don't take this really that seriously. It's more the content that's serious, not how we interact with each other. <laughs> no, but I really thought you were clapping and you were going like, to take over the other half of the song, like it was going to be a switch places thing. That's why that gap was there. I heard the clap. I was like, oh, he wants he wants to tag in. No. No, he just wanted to screw with me. That was places. <laughs> definitely the answer. Well, we're definitely giving up the goat this episode. There is no spoiler free content, but also we are 20 episodes into the season of Jujutsu Kaisen. If you really have not watched the episode, why are you listening to us? You know, it's funny you say that. Because my frustrations with this season, I feel like every episode I was saying, we only have this many episodes left. Like we only have like, what are we doing? What are we getting? At? I haven't said that in the last five episodes. Yeah, no, I, if anything, I'm like, I I don't know how much more I can take. Like, it's a situation of I'm happy with what we have. And I know that there's only a couple left. And I'm like, good, I need three? a break. I believe it is three after this. But yeah, it's definitely a nice, I think, honestly, if anything, our complaint is going to be as much as I'm like, oh, I need this to be over. In the next couple weeks, it's going to be okay how do we tie up all the loose ends because three episodes is getting close to not feeling like enough if they don't do enough next week we're probably going to be saying the same like they only have two left how are they going to finish this off yeah like do we see gojo the rest of the season that that's the weird thing like what was it episode 10 maybe 12 where it was like ope meme is gonna fight ghetto yeah and have not seen anything of ghetto since that point it has been at least eight maybe ten episodes since that has happened i could see them just cutting to her be like dead or beat up or something like we don't even get the fight <laughs> honestly i don't know how upset i would be just because there was there's so many more like horses in this race like we'll get into it when we talk about the episode but like i did not think that the characters that showed up were going to be those characters because there's already other loose ends that i was like oh it's gonna be that character and like the fact that we have that many loose ends that is keeping me like questioning is a good thing but also a okay we're getting to three episodes left but for the first time in a long time i'm not upset about it like how often when we're watching like other anime demon slayer attack on titan uh, my hero, all great examples where we're like, they can't leave us with any loose ends. We need to know everything. Whereas I'm kind of like, I'm okay if they leave some mystery in this because they've done yep. so much with the season. One thing that doesn't leave loose ends and one thing that will not make you upset is the superior form of being hydrated. And that is with liquid IV. Liquid IV, one stick of it in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone. The results of an extensive R&D process to perfect the flavor and efficacy of Liquid IV combines science-backed zero-sugar technology with the brand's commitment to delicious, real flavor. No artificial sweeteners and zero sugars with a proprietary amino acid allulose blend for a sweet taste without the calories or raised blood glucose levels you get from sugar. Contains eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks. Because you bet 
when you were out here fighting, you know, demons and curses and doing all of these things, do you really think in the real world you're going to have someone that just comes up and pats you on the back and it's like, okay, you're healed now? No, you're going to have to take better care of yourself like Zuhair and myself have. I don't know about you. I have been like biting off this major cold that's going around. All of my coworkers are like getting super bogged down right now and I am sitting here pretty. I have had liquid I- my liquid IV for the day and was like, pfft. I am fine. I haven't gotten the sniffles, haven't gotten a cough. I am doing great. I'm feeling hydrated and I'm just like ready to go feeling so good because I know I have the extra hydration like at my back. I start to feel a little bit bad. I'm like, boom, vitamin C packet next day. Feel fine. Like it is is really nice to have those vitamins come to you in a delicious format because I always was taking vitamin C. Like I swore by vitamin C for the past years. Vitamin C is not a new thing. But delicious liquid IV vitamin C, that is new. And not only do they have the vitamin C flavors with the tangerine and the lemon lime, but they have an abundance of other great flavors. I love the sea berry. Um, The pina colada is actually surprisingly good. I didn't know what I was going to think of that one, but I did try that one recently. And I was like, hmm, this is pretty neat because like usually pina colada gets weird when it's not creamy. But that's besides the point. They have an abundance of flavors all on their website. Not only does it all taste great, but it is great for you and great for the world because Liquid IV is non-GMO and free from gluten, dairy, and soy. And Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. They partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50-plus countries around the world. So, what are you waiting for? Get 20% off when you grab your Liquid IV, Hydration Multiply, Sugar Free, or any other variant, like the immune support, at liquidiv.com and use code STAYWELMED at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code STAYWELMED at liquidiv.com. And as always, thank you for supporting the brands that support animation deliberation. And without further ado, we've talked a bunch about the season, a bunch about the episode. I think we just want to get into it, so I'm going to jump in with the synopsis while I watch Zuhair probably hydrate himself with his liquid IV. I got a new Hydro Flask, a big... Oh, he's got the Stanley Cup. No, he's a a TikTok girl. I didn't want to be that much of a basic B. (laughs) I don't know. It's a gray Hydro Flask with the big straw and the handle coming out. Uh, I don't know. It's not a Stanley, but but I have been drinking so much more. (laughs) Straws make a weird difference. I don't get it. But it doesn't. Straws do make a, wor- a weird difference. I will say, listeners, stainless steel straws over silicon straws. I'm not going to get into that, but please just trust me on that one when it comes down to it. But besides the point, right and wrong, <laughs> part three, because that was the weirdest tangent that we could have taken along the way. Yuji <laughs> <laughs> <Yugi> gives. <laughs> It's like, we can't wait to talk about this, so we're going to skip everything and get to the synopsis. We're going to go on a tangent about fucking water bottles. About your water bottle. Mine is sitting over here perfectly okay, just out of frame, so we don't have to talk about (sighs) this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we really take things seriously, but not too seriously, because that's staying in the edit. (laughs) Right and wrong, part three. Yuji goes into shock, seeing Nobara's seemingly lifeless body, thinking about everybody in Shibuya he failed to save. Mahito takes advantage of his mental state and pounds away at him, even executing a black flash while mocking his poor resolve. 
Toto then appears, saving Yuji before he is killed. Toto gives Yuji a pep talk to help him out of his funk, while his injuries are healed by Arata Nita. Arata also attempts to heal Nobara's body as much as he can despite her breath and pulse having already ceased, effectively preserving it in a state of stasis. Toto begins to fight Mahito, and with a newfound resolve, Yuji joins the battle. Meanwhile, the rest of the Kyoto students make their way to Shibuya to support. Miwa talks to Mekamaru's puppet, who becomes incredibly upset over Mekamaru manipulating events to protect them, which she believes is him calling them weak. Before he disappears, Mekamaru tells Miwa how he wanted to protect the girl he loved no matter what, and hopes that she will be happy as she breaks down in tears. Yuji, Toto, and Mahito's battle continues, with Toto's cursed technique alongside Nobara's previous intervention proving to be more troubling for Mahito. After Toto executes his own Black Flash, Mahito unleashes a horde of transfigured humans, bursting everyone back onto the streets of Shibuya. Yeah, we had a lot of cool action in this episode, but I think I want to hit the, the smaller story first so that we don't forget it later. Last week, we were talking about how we've gotten to the point in the season where we're looking at the intro a little bit more and trying to you know get little cues and stuff of what's going to happen and what has happened, just relationships and stuff. And the fact that they just zoom in on Nobara and she has her hand over her eye and it's oh, just yeah. there. I was like, man, you told us that week one. That's that's something. So seeing that and then, you know, we see Miwa crying. So when Mekamaru, we were first questioning if he was actually dead or not, seemingly is. Uh, we were wondering, like, what this relationship would be like, how far it would go, what Miwa's. I guess motive would be after this. Is she going to fight? Is she just going to mourn? And everything about that scene was just so beautifully done, especially the fact that like whenever Mekamaru was talking, they just kept switching over to the empty seat. And I thought that it was just symbolic, but the fact that they actually used it in the reflection afterwards, I was like, see, this is why we love Mappas when they do stuff like this and the symbolism and the beautiful just aspects that we can just admire and just the creativity. And then, it's just you do things to make me mad at you but stuff like that was just wonderful and the fact that like one of my favorite lines is her answering the phone going useless miwa here and to have this conversation (laughs) and be like is it because i'm useless did you not tell me because i'm stupid or i'm useless or i'm weak and this and that and just the amount you words you don't realize like how much character growth that we've gotten just from seeing them within a season. And it like breaks our hearts that we haven't even had that much time with them. And we have to like say bye to them or see them in the state and this and that. So everything about that sequence between Miwa and Mekamaru was just absolute perfection. Yeah, you. I think you said it well. And all of their friends in between the train cars just waiting because they knew that this moment was going to be more important to Miwa than anyone else was like equally as heartbreaking because you know that they're upset about everything going on and they probably think that they could be helping more and the lines of like oh this whole Toto isn't going to die nonsense does that mean he thought we were going to die and the answer is probably yes just going to mm-hmm. start off with that but like so much of that scene made sense from a perspective of especially of the people that aren't there they aren't seeing the chaos that we are seeing instead they just know that their friends are all in the thick of something right now that they probably feel like they could have helped with but yeah you said it well the the entirety of the scene was so moving with miwa you talked about the scene uh, the usage of the seat 
And I think one of the other cool things was the lights going by uh, a couple times when they showed Mechamaru. I thought like the robot was shedding a tear almost because the way that the light would like run over it. I don't know if it was intentional, but it was just so beautiful and so unnecessary to have so much detail outside of the moving train and continuing on like yeah they did a great job and i that's one thing i don't think we've sung the praises of this show enough about is just how short this show is we have had under two seasons and we know a dozen characters very well we care about all of them we're upset that we lost mechamaru so soon we feel upset that like this is the first time pretty much all season that we've seen Miwa aside from that single scene at the beginning where she was like sitting on the bench talking to Mekamaru for a couple of moments, yet we're still so drawn into the relationship that they have despite never really seeing it on the screen. They, they do a great job with the character development and like we talked about it in the first arc and then we lost that to the chaos that was the Shibuya incident. But this is a character driven show. And that's one thing that we can never take away from it is these characters are all delightful. And that's why we're so upset to see so many of them go. Yeah. Anything else you want to add about this train sequence before we go over to arguably my favorite character? <laughs> arguably your favorite character? Uh, no, I don't want to talk more about the train sequence. But before we talk about the uh, Toto in the room, I do think it's important to talk about the Nobara sequence at the beginning because the synopsis like didn't even you touch on see it. Hairbun gorilla in the room. Uh, the uh, no, it was top not gorilla. That's top what it not was. gorilla. It's top not gorilla. No, I just wanted to talk, and I feel like Jill summed it up best. She texted me this uh, afternoon and was like, "They reverse juju scrolled us," which is exactly what happened. Was like this episode started with a goofy little scene about them spilling coffee on Gojo's shirt, and I was like, "Oh, we're gonna get a break this episode. It's gonna be nice. We're gonna get some backstory and say goodbye to Nobara." And within three minutes. It then switches to her lifelessly staring down Itadori and then Itadori getting the pulp beat from him. Like, I thought they were giving us a break and then they tore it away from me and I was not okay with that because that opener was just so fun. And I was yeah. like, yay, we love this. We love the way our little Naruto trio gets along with Sensei. Like, it's fun. Yeah, that was really cute. I definitely enjoyed that scene quite a bit. I'm not going to say any names, but to the person that I know personally that decided to look at one of my memes and just message me saying that Nobara is not dead. Like you just suck. Thank you for spoiling that for me. Cause the whole time I was watching, I was like, Oh yeah, that's, that's how she's possible. You know, yeah, cool. Thanks. Appreciate that. And that's the thing I had said goodbye to goodbye to Nobara. I was so, so like, aptly surprised to even get a, a glimmer of hope that she could still be alive yeah i love the way that he put it too it's like it's not a hundred percent don't have too much faith in this <laughs> yeah i was like that this is like speaking directly to the fans like hey don't get your hopes up we're not promising anything but yeah no that was crazy and, and then i quite literally threw my pen because i was taking little notes and like it was, uh, and this is kind of what I alluded to, if they had so many loose threads hanging that when Itadori was saved from that killing blow, I was like, oh, so like Sukuna, no, Sukuna wouldn't come back to save him from death. Oh, maybe it's Choso. Like Choso's coming back to save his quote unquote like brother since we still have that weird cliffhanger. And then when I realized that it was a clap, I threw my pen. 
I was taking note that I just threw my pen onto my desk like, yes, he's here. It's total. So I thought he was going to save Nobara last week. Because from that opener, there's a sequence of them fighting Mahito. So I was like, oh, like, I'm not worried about Nobara. He's going to come in. He's going to clap out of there. They're going to fight together. We're good to go. And then I was like, oh, no, she did. No, she did. She, she, she got her eye popped. And then when he showed up today, I'm like, there it is. You're a little late, but I'm happy you are here, sir. A little Beautiful late. Top gorilla. Yeah, you, you say a little late. And the but... speech. Oh, the speech. His style, his all of it. Just like he he carries a spotlight with him. I swear, like mm-hmm. everyone else is getting regular train station lighting. And this man is glowing and glittering like as he gives that speech, just like jojo's level muscle rippling oh, it was winky so good. kiss at the end of the episode oh my god yeah that being the final idol. card i was like really really this is what we're gonna go with oh my you you talk about his idol but his idol being like what he was doing in that final black flash <laughs> sailor moon moment ah <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah and everything that... about this episode was just absolutely incredible Oh, it was great. It was absolutely stunning. All of the animation, this fight scene, like, I don't think you could beat Sukuna versus the Divine Sword. But I will say, I think even this fight scene beats anything we saw in season one. Like, the first clap fight was good. I feel like this one was just, like, such a level above it because of how much these characters have grown and how strong they truly are now. I won't go into it just because of my animation quirks with the season. Animation quirks were here a bit this episode for sure, but I'm just yeah, saying I don't, in terms I don't think of like, it topped the first one for me, but it was that bar is also just so freaking high. It was still really up there. I don't know, though. I just think the like emotion that this gave and the like gravity of the situation is just so much more that I can't help but to be drawn in by this fight. And then, yeah. <laughs> How how are we doing it for Nanami all the time? It's just going to be doing it for Nanami now. Like, yeah, and the fact that, again, like the symbolism is so beautiful here. Every time that Yuji looked, like there there was a scene of Nanami from Yuji's perspective, it was him missing half of his face because yep. of the regret and the sin and the wanting to run away and giving up and all of that. But the fact that like, after the pep talk, you got to see him like as he knew him, as he remembered him, full face and all. Like that was so yep. beautifully done. Full suit, glasses on. That's exactly where I was going. Thank you. It it, it moved more because of that. And like this whole time, I was just like, oh no, this is his last image in his head. That's what he's going to remember forever. And no, that's not it. You get to remember the good when you need their support. Ah, oh, chills. Yeah. Absolute chills, tears. It was so good. It's not because it's 30 degrees here. Yeah, you look pretty chilly today. Yeah, I got I got my Itachi. My Itachi hoodie on. Well, not everyone can be running around fighting curses. Uh, was I... I, I want to ask you, because I was ready for Mahito to be dead at the end of this episode. I really was. Like, I was not ready for a you haven't seen my final form yet. <laughs> And then to know that they were like at a small percentage of their power until now, I was like, no, no, they need to level up. What do you mean? It's funny you say that, because as I was watching the fight, 
like when when Itadori entered the ring, <laughs> my brain instantly went, what if this isn't the end of Mahito? Like, they're going to give us this big sequence, and they're quite to kill off our guys, but, like, we already killed off three other special grades. I mean, He Mahito's... hasn't even hit his <clears throat> domain expansion yet. Oh, does Mahito have a domain expansion? He Do used know it for that? the first time last season. Oh, yeah, you're right. And it was a lot of hands, and it was really creepy. Does he even have that power with only so much of his soul left? But there's also Do that. Do you remember him, like, his hands getting close to it? He's like, I'm so close. Yeah. I think he's charging for his domain expansion right now. Yeah, that, that was the mention of, like, oh, I'm so close to my final soul. Like, what that power actually entails. We can guess that it's domain expansion, but it could be something even worse. It'll definitely start with one and lead to the other. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not sure this season is the end of Mahito. I don't know if Yuji can rest if it's not the end of Mahito. Because that's the thing. We could also just get three more episodes of fighting Mahito. Like, Geto is next season's villain. Like, he just comes back again. Yeah. I don't know where the show goes. Like, legitimately, though. It's just, like... Yeah. How it, long is this supposed to be? Oops. It's okay. You can spit on your mic. It's fine. I mean, I like to. Yeah. Honestly, this show, like, it, it's it's getting to the point that like anytime I think about it, I just like shudder a little bit at everything that has happened because it was also pointed out to me that ev- everything in the last like four or five episodes has happened to Yuji in like 15 minutes. Did like, I send he, you that on Instagram? Maybe you did. I don't believe that you did, but like someone sent me something similar. That was not you where. Yeah. It's just like, he woke up from being Sukuna came down started fighting Mahito, watched two of his friends die somewhat before him, all in, like, the span of 15 minutes. That is the most, like, yeah, I think he's winning the, like, I've been traumatized by the events of my anime game. This whole arc has been over the span of, what, two hours? A little bit more than that. We're getting close to midnight, I wouldn't be surprised if the season ends on midnight just to be like, well, it's not Halloween anymore or something like that. And it started Gojo. Gojo entered the bubble at I think it was about like 8 p.m. or something like that. That was closer to nine, but you could be right. Let's see. I have. I have the timeline here somewhere. I stopped a little while back. Yeah, Gojo entered at 830. The last note that I have was at. 1020. And that was when Nanami entered the Shibuya station. So a lot of things have happened since that point. But yeah, at the very least, it's still only been like a four hour stretch at most. That's a lot. That is a lot of like, I remember when I started when we started this arc where I was like, oh, I want these timestamps because I love how knowing how short these things can be. I didn't think it was going to be this short. I didn't. The I thought it was going to cast at 7 p.m. Curtain was cast. There you go. That's part of what it was, was the veil. Gojo like it, enters at 831. Yep. That's exactly what I had. I told you I was taking notes. I got them I know. up to a point. I asked you first. But yeah, I expected it to be like, oh, we're going to start at 8 p.m. And it's going to be like sunrise when this ends. I would not be surprised if it's like midnight or 1201 on November the 1st when this ends. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what else to do about this episode. Just speculate. 
Yeah, I mean, this the, the episode was great. We're talking about like how nice it was to get some fun things, but like speculation is all we have left because yeah, there, there there's nothing more that can be said. It's really it's getting to the point that it's interesting to podcast about this because they keep changing anything that I think is going to happen. It's not like when I watch many other shows where we're like, okay, we can see the pieces falling into place. We know what they're trying to set up. This is what they were kind of setting up for a while. Like we're just in the thick of it and they keep throwing haymaker after haymaker and character after character at this problem. So yeah, the life of a podcaster was interesting. Even watching this episode, I was like, I only have a couple of notes. Yeah, and it's not often I, that you can only get a couple of notes out of me. Yeah. I'm not sure I have too much more to add. I honestly don't think I do. I looked at the clock expecting us to have gone so much longer than we did. But honestly, both ones are hard to talk about. That's true. Also, this episode felt like it flew by. I was like. I don't even think we got a commercial break this time. I think it just kept going. I was wondering about that. I was like, where was the stopping point? I don't think there was. And I honestly, I thought we were like 10 minutes in and I heard the final music start playing. And I was like, what? No, like it just it kept cruising right along, which is awesome. Yeah, I I can't wait to uh, I say this every week. I can't wait to binge all of it together in English. Yeah, I'm probably going to get that again at some point because Monica, I mentioned she fell off early in the season and then she just never caught back up. So at some some point she's going to have to rebid it. Well, you don't blame her for falling off early, but now that we're here in the thick of it, I'm like, gosh, you are missing. Where are you? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm so sorry. Sorry. (laughs) I cannot continue that one. But yeah, I... I can't blame her for falling off, but now that we're like in such a thick, I'm like, you are missing some of the greatest week to week content that we've got gotten in a while. Yep. But there's plenty of other week to week content coming out. We have invincible stuff that we're talking about. There's other great shows. Uh, we have boy in the heron is coming out this weekend. Uh, spy family movie coming up at some point with the end of the season, just happening. Yeah, my family and uh, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. What are they crossing over with? What? Didn't you send it to me? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, so I can't remember if it was Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat, but Spy Family is like doing a crossover with it. It can't be Mortal Kombat, can it? Okay, no, it was it was Street Fighter then. And I just can't imagine Anya doing a fatality here. I don't I don't play fighter games like that, so I always get them mixed up. Waka was it waka, Street Fighter? Waka waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> Street Fighter 6. It is by family. Oh, it was Chun Li versus Yor. Yeah, Yor versus Chun Li. Ooh, that in is the, in the teaser, and it was such a cool fight between the two of them. Bruh, what is this? You gotta watch it. It's cool. This looks like just this one scene of them like crossing legs oh my gosh oh little smirks gonna have to check that out oh my gosh i have not played street fighter in a long time but you're about to watch me pay a bunch of money for that right i did watch the the my hero ova i went to watch it on crunchyroll this weekend and the subtitles were wildly wrong like 
I, I got through the first like two, three minutes and I could tell that they were like a sentence or two behind. And I looked at Monica and she, because she speaks Japanese and she's like, yeah, no, you're this is not at all keeping up with what's happening. So I'm going to have to go Maybe back and see had it in English. And I just switched to that. Maybe that's it. I'll, I'll have to see if Crunchyroll has fixed that in the last week. But I definitely went to do that this weekend and just completely fell off. Um, I did recently start. Gosh, I cannot remember the name of this anime but it is suddenly taken to the headlines. I definitely want to call it out. Gosh, now, of course, it's just not going to show up. Do you know what I'm talking about? The anime that has taken over as the number one on, like, most of the lists here? I honestly have to force myself to watch Jujutsu Kaisen now because I've been so busy with personal stuff, so no, I do not know. Freerun? Yeah, Freerun Beyond yeah. Journey's End. is it, it is an anime about like what happens after the adventure, like episode one starts, the Demon King has been defeated kind of thing. And Spoilers. it's... Yeah, I mean, episode one, I, I don't care. <laughs> but yeah, basically it's about an elf woman who is like in most fantasy worlds, elves are mostly immortal, so she's living for hundreds of years after and like seeing what is happening to the world in like peacetime. And it is like, I would compare it to Violet Evergarden, if you know anything about that, where every episode is like the beauty and tragedy kind of thing. Hmm. Um, I'm like three episodes in. It's absolutely gorgeous and moving. But the last, the the most recent episode that came out uh, made it so that it was rated higher on my anime list than what has been the reigning number one show for years of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. So I don't know yeah, how that both happened. of those names. I'm sure fmab is probably overtaking it because all the fans have bombed the ratings on the <laughs> websites but either way i started that and like the start of it was beautiful and i really want to know like what else does this show have in store to know that it is jumped to the heights definitely want to call that out there's always plenty of good anime coming out we can only share and watch so much like we said we're having to force ourselves to watch things hopefully i'm gonna see the marvels finally this weekend so it's a it's a busy time, but it's a great time to be a fan of animation and everything we do. And, you know, if you're fans of other things, we have plenty of other shows in the Stranded Network, Stranded Panda Network, which you can totally check out for all of your favorite fandoms. If you want to know what fandoms, our cohort, Jay Scotty, is a host on the Multiverse News, which covers things from all over the multiverse of fandoms and would definitely direct you toward what you want to find. So if you want to find, you know, things about Marvel, they have that. If you want to think things about comic books, we got that. If you want to find horror movies, we got that. We have all sorts of different things, but a great place is multiverse news as well as just strandedpanda.com. I'm not going to list off our social medias because zoo hair lovingly does that at the end of every episode. So don't let him fool you. That's not pre-recorded. He does that every single time. It's perfect sync every time. Yeah. Perfect sync with the music. I'm sitting there dancing while he lists it off. Even when he's not here, he comes in to list it off. It's great. We're just good like that. If only we were good like that. <laughs> and so, if... we will, we'll spare no time. Like just, You can just listen to it now. Be sure to tune in the next time. That's T-O-O-N-I-N. And as always, stay loaned. He really just wanted to shut me up for my rambling. It's a good call. Muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. 
for this and other great shows, you can visit strandapanda.com or join the great community that is the Strandapanda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. <laughs>